somebody. Four out of five top Hollywood movie stars use moment, moment, moment of clarity. What's happening, everybody? It's your man, Stefan G. You are tuned in to another eclectic episode of Moment of Clarity right here on the Promise Life Network. Moment of Clarity with Stefan G. That's the name of the show, in case you didn't know. And we are sponsored by none other than SiteGeeks.com. Go to SiteGeeks.com and get your 77-point inspection of your website, SiteGeeks.com, making sure that your site is achieving its purpose. Did you know thousands of websites are launched every day with glaring mistakes, many of which can turn visitors away from your site and cause them to leave and never return? Fix that problem by using SiteGeeks. Once your site is reviewed, SiteGeeks will provide you with a net compatibility score. It is, an ex- it is an exclusive rating showing you how well your site holds up to industry standards. SiteGeeks.com. Go to S-I-T-E-G-E-E-K-Z.com because nothing is more important than your site. What's up, Mike? How you doing today, man? I'm good. I'm good. Can't complain, <sighs> I guess. You know why I'm huffing and puffing yeah, over here, Yeah, I know. Right? I know. It's too uh, bad. Man. You got to do it. It's not yes, fair. Yes, I know. I'm it's come on. Please. Um, Please. What? No. <laughs> I'm huffing and puffing everybody because of what today's topic is. And, and I like how you're blaming me for this. Oh, it's completely you your the, fault. Put the responsibility it's on totally me. totally your fault. I don't oh, know I'm how. I don't know how. I don't know why. But it is totally your fault. So- Today's show is about sex, and we're going to be talking about sex. And now, when people hear that, they're going to think, "Oh, yeah, fun." But- no, no, not fun. <laughs> <laughs> not well. I mean, yes, yes, good, good, and fun. Sex is a wonderful, fun experience, unlike anything I've ever experienced before in my life, ever. I think. I would put sex at the top of the list of my favorites. Favorite things to do? Sex. Right up there. Number one. Always. Top of the list. But the reason we're talking about sex today is not so you can go out and have more sex. The reason we're talking about sex today is because I have noticed, and after talking to Mike, he has noticed, and I'm sure many of you have noticed, how we have just begun to take sex and accept it as a normal operation of society. And when I mean sex, or when I say sex, I mean sex before marriage. We have really just taken sex before marriage and turned it into the most normal thing anybody can do in America. Like, it has really become, if you don't agree with having sex before marriage, you're like crazy or weird, or there's something wrong with you. And we've just normalized sex outside of marriage. And I can't, I know why. So I'm not going to say I can't figure out why we did that. I know why we did it, but I can't understand how we just kind of let it roll. You know what I mean, Mike? We just kind of, we just kind of just let it roll. Like, oh, yeah, this is cool, man. No problem. This is so normal. Because they all want to do it. Well, of course they all want to do it. I want to do it too. But 
there's a time and a place and an opportunity to do it the right way. And maybe it's maybe it's a we don't care that much about right and wrong kind of thing. You think? Well, that's definitely prevalent in our society right now. I mean, and the reason I don't want to talk about sex, and I'm just going to be very transparent and honest with everybody, the reason I didn't really want to have this topic is because, you know, when I talk about something on the radio show, then I have to be accountable for it. Yep. So that means that even though I might not have been planning to have any sex anytime soon, now I can't just, you know, forget about it and slip up and have an, a, nope. an accident one Sorry. day. Uh-uh. And I can't you just can't you know, slip and fall into it. No, I can't. <laughs> exactly. I can't just, you know, I can't let one thing lead to another anymore. Now I'm completely, I'm on the record. Oh, gosh, Jesus. <sighs> Yeah, you better you better cry out to Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need to cry out to Jesus a lot. Um, but I put something up on Facebook the other day, and I put it up on Twitter, and it was really just a question that was kind of just calling out of my heart, and that is that we have just normalized sex before marriage. You know, I, I kind of said, you know, so we're just gonna all act like sex before marriage is cool now. You know, we're just gonna all act like. Sex before marriage is no big deal, and it's cool, and everybody's allowed to do it, and it's not even wrong. And I think that's so weird. Like, even I don't, I don't even want to beat up on people who are having sex before marriage because I know there's so many people. I don't have the energy to beat them all up. But <laughs> yeah. at least if you're gonna do it, act like you know it's wrong. That's the thing that gets me. We've gotten rid of shame. Yeah, you know, like at least act like you know it's wrong. Act like you know you shouldn't be doing it. Don't act like, oh, it's cool and there's no problem with it and everything's good. That's just, this is just wrong. It's just wrong. And if you don't, and if you're listening to this show and you don't know why sex before marriage is wrong, because guess what? A lot of people don't know why sex before marriage is wrong. A lot of people aren't taught why sex before marriage is wrong, especially if, you're talking about people who have been raised in the past 15 to 20 years. You know what I'm saying? If you're like 23, 24, 22, somewhere around there, chances are you might not have ever been taught that sex before marriage is wrong. All you were taught was use a condom, take birth control, you know what I'm saying? Watch out for bumps on the penis, you know what I mean? Like all that kind of stuff. Don't look at me like that. Why? Why? Because you could have totally got your point across without the last point. <laughs> well, I needed a visualization. I need it because that's one of the issues that people don't take into consideration when they're having sex before marriage. Like, do you realize if everybody always waited till they got married to have sex, there would be no such thing as a sexually transmitted disease? The whole concept of sexually transmitted diseases would not exist because each person has only had sex with one person. And at the most, two, unless you're like a habitual divorcer, you know what I mean? And you've divorced like five or six times. But even then, you're talking about five people in your life, you know? So I thought about it and I was like, okay, so we're just going to act like it's cool and there's nothing wrong with it. And then I thought about, well, what if people don't know why sex before marriage is frowned upon? You know what I mean? Even if we don't want to necessarily call it wrong, which I call it wrong all the time. Because it is wrong, dang on it. Even when I did it, it was wrong. But I did it. But I wanted to talk about why it's wrong, why it's a problem. And I think a lot of people miss out on why it's a problem. Because this is one thing I was telling Mike, you know, we 
those of us who have had sex before marriage, we have all experienced the consequences of having sex before marriage, yet we continue to have sex before marriage. And there's a plethora of consequences. There is a plethora of consequences that come along with having sex before marriage. One of them is you catch this terrible, terrible sickness called the feelings. You catch this horrible, horrendous. Let me let me look in the camera. You catch this terrible, terrible sickness called the feelings. And you can't, it's so hard. Sounds serious. Oh, man, it's one of the most difficult things in the no world to cure. No vaccination for that? No vaccination. For, <laughs> I, there is no felicillin out there <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> for people who have caught the feelings. And you catch the feelings, and now you're in a relationship with someone because you shared a sexual experience, right? And you're exchanging things with this person that you shouldn't be exchanging probably. You have deepened your relationship when you probably – Maybe they were just meant to be a friend, you know, or maybe they were just meant to be somebody you met one day and somebody you knew. But no, no, you had to do it to them. Well, when you think about it, sex is the most personal you can get with another human being. It really is. Case in point, And this is a conversation I had with my daughter's mother. Y'all know Maya. Something I had with Maya's mom. And we were talking and she had a bunch of stuff that she needed to get accomplished over the course of the next, I don't know six days or whatever, right? And she was asking me to do a lot of it, you know? And she made the statement. She was like, you should just do this for me anyway. We have a child together, you know? You should just be doing these things for me. And the first thing that came through my mind, and I actually said it to her, and luckily she laughed it off because she knew I was joking. But the first thing that came through my mind was, oh yeah, because one night, 11 years ago, I wanted to get laid. I should do all this stuff now. You know, but we don't think about it that like that way because that's actually what it was. One night, eleven years ago, I wanted to get, get laid, and she was hot, and she wanted to get laid, and that was it. And now we have a child together, and we are interwoven in each other's lives for uh, how many years? I got left nine years left, maybe something like that. So, anyway, you catch the feelings, right? The feelings I didn't t- know that feelings were terminal oh, they- in nine years, but jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't I now I'm I'm not suffering from the feelings right now. I am feeling free. I I have not caught the feelings. Okay. Okay? So let's get that straight. I don't have the feelings. Okay, good. Okay. I was worried. <laughs> but when you have sex but when I first had sex with her, I did catch the feelings. And we were in this tumultuous relationship that was completely pointless for probably like all over a year, you know? Um, it just didn't make any sense. But one of the first things you do is you catch the feelings. And you end up in this emotional exchange with someone that you probably don't have that much in common with. Someone that if you just really stepped back and took a look at them, you probably didn't wouldn't even really like them most of the time. You know what I mean? It would If you guys were friends, it might be friends at a distance. You know, Facebook friends. You know what I mean? But you've caught these feelings now and you have this emotional connection to this person and there's not much you can do about it until you separate completely from not only that person, but also especially from having sex with that person. And you have to separate for a period of time so the feelings can kind of fall off. Cause you know, feelings have to be fed in order for them to stay on you. They're like, 
you know, I don't know whether it's bacteria or virus, whichever one, but they're like that. They have to be fed in order to stay on you. And so you don't feed the feelings, they'll fall off. Lesson on the feelings. Lesson on the feelings, folks. I'm learning a lot. Listen, you don't want to catch the feelings, okay? Unless you're married. Unless you're married, yeah. But if you're married, you caught the feelings before the sex, which makes the feelings more authentic. See, when you when you catch the feelings after sex, these are these are false feelings. These are viral feelings. There's authentic feelings as well. I, I think there's a book here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the other things that happen when you have sex with someone that you're not married to is you open yourself up to the potential for sexually transmitted diseases and incurable sexually transmitted diseases at that. There are some sexually transmitted diseases that there is no cure for. And we're not just talking about HIV and AIDS. There's no cure for herpes. There's no cure for a number of sexually transmitted diseases. But when you're having sex outside of marriage, you've had more partners and they've had more partners, you open yourself up to all these STDs. And there are, quote, looking at the status statistics right now, there are over 50 million cases of herpes in the U.S. alone. <laughs> yes. 50 million cases of herpes. That, I mean, that's an epidemic. That is an epidemic. It, is, it has been said that when you decide to have sex with someone, expect that they have herpes. Because I think it's one in four people have herpes in America. Yeah. It's that bad. Ew. And that's not to mention chlamydia and gonorrhea and, you know, no, I have to say this. HPV though. and all that other stuff. I have to say this about whoever named sexually transmitted diseases <laughs> did an amazing job. Yeah, they did. Because they, they just sound, sound terrible. Disgusting. Yeah, they do. They sound it just sounds like it's bad. <laughs> and it is. You know, it's pus oozing. Well, oh, never mind. Really? <laughs> that was just for you. I mean, this is probably effective, actually. Well, probably the best birth control is to listen to you listen, describe all this stuff. One of the things I plan to do with Maya. And I did this with her, and people were like, you shouldn't do that. But I did it. I, she was talking about kissing boys, right, at like the age of nine. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. She was talking about kissing boys. So we went online. I looked up herpes and cold sores on your mouth. And I showed her pictures. <laughs> and I told her, this is what happens when you kiss boys. <laughs> he told her she gets herpes from kissing boys? I showed her the pictures, and I told her, this is what happens when you kiss boys. I'm so serious. <laughs> I really hope you realize what you just did. Because, for one, you didn't clarify that it could come from kissing girls, too. So, Oh, man, you're right. <laughs> so oh, Mike, you, why didn't you? Oh, you man. You scarred her. From kissing boys, but not scarred her from kissing other girls. Oh, so. we have to have another talk tonight when so I get home. you got to find a worse sexually transmitted oh, disease man. and say that's what you get from kissing but I, girls. But I, the reason I mention that, though, is because I truly believe if you take these kids at the age of 13 and 14, you know what I mean, when they're starting to begin to get, when they're starting to begin to get exposed to this type of visual stimulation, and you show them the picture of a penis with herpes on it, and you say... This is what happens when you have sex before you get married. Because it does. 50 million people. Come on now. Yeah. This is what happens when you have sex before you get married. Or you show them somebody with chlamydia or gonorrhea 
and you show, I'm being very graphic right now, but you show the pus oozing from the walls of the vagina. Yeah. That is, and I'm trying to help people out here. That is a perfect deterrent, I believe, for, because we, we, we leave all that stuff as it's abstract. You know what I'm saying? We don't have it in our minds. We're just focused on wanting to get our own personal, you know, sexual urges satisfied. And we're not thinking about what the consequences could be. And two, we've only mentioned two, and there's way more. But two of those consequences are you catch the feelings, which we all know how bad the feelings can be, or you end up with pus oozing out of your vagina. It's a very good possibility. And even when you use a condom, for those of you who are like, oh, we just need to use a condom. Even when you use a condom, you can have a pussy vagina after you use a condom. You can have a pussy penis after you use a condom. So let's understand... (laughs) This is a terrible way to go to a break. But let's understand what really happens when you have sex before marriage, especially unprotected sex before marriage. I think maybe after the break, too, we should talk about the negative effects it has on society as a whole. Oh, yeah. That's where we're going to go. Yeah. Because those, I think, are way more detrimental. I mean, there's people out there living with pussy vaginas right now. You know, you can take a pill, get rid of it, you know? We need to put them on an island or something. But But there's so much more inherent trouble that happens because of sex before marriage. So when we come back, we're going to talk more about it. Moment of clarity. My name is Stefan G. Go to the Facebook page right now, facebook.com slash the Stefan G. Did you know that if you're on your computer... You can listen to the latest podcast right on Facebook. Facebook.com slash the Stefan G. Check it out. And we'll be back in a second. Moment of clarity is your man Stefan G. And now that I've completely grossed everybody out, and now that you are the, you and I, Mike, are the only people listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> now that I've turned everybody off. But I, I'm listen, I, some of this we're saying as if it's funny. Some of this we're talking about as if it's not a big deal. But the reason I, I went into that type of graphic description is because I didn't want to minimize exactly what really happens when you have sex before you get married. You open yourself up to all types of possibilities because, number one, you don't know who that other person has had sex with. And number two, you don't know what those other people had. And you, do, you just don't know. And the only way to rectify yourself of that problem and make sure that it doesn't happen to you is to make sure that you wait until you're married. But one of the other reasons, some of the other reasons that you don't want, that you want to make sure that you wait, just wait. This is, this is what this podcast is about today. Today, the podcast is about wait, just wait. I understand sex is an awesome thing. And I understand it's a magnificent thing. And I understand it's a lot of fun. And I understand it's extraordinary pleasurable. But you can wait. Waiting is not crazy and wild. It's not some radical idea to wait until you're married to have sex. 
I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, uh, and she was talking to me about her purity ring. And she's this is not we're not talking about seventeen year old with a purity ring. You know, she's in her mid twenties, late twenties, mid late twenties. I ain't gonna put her out on blast like that. Um, <laughs> but she has engulfed the idea of saving herself for marriage, not saving herself for a particular man, but saving herself for the institute and the tradition of marriage, saving herself for what she understands marriage to be. And so the whole purpose of this podcast today is to encourage everybody listening. I don't care if you woke up this morning had sex when you woke up this morning and then fell into this podcast, you still have the opportunity to wait. You still have the opportunity to wait. You can decide from today until the day you are married. You can decide. Sorry, my mic just left me. You can decide from today. Even the mic doesn't want to talk about this. Doesn't even want to hear it. You can decide from today until the day you are married to not have sex again. To, to, value, overvalue that aspect of your life. We're not talking about overvaluing your body parts. We're talking about overvaluing that aspect of your life, that aspect of your life, the aspect of your life that that says this is something that I want to experience in the way that it was designed to be experienced because that's the way it's best. You know, it's like it's like going to five guys and getting a hot dog. It's cool and I'm sure it's tasty. But it's not a burger. And that's what Five Guys is for. It's the best example I've heard ever. (laughs) Because you are so right. It's true. That's what Five Guys is for. Five Guys is for hamburgers and fries. And so you go to Five Guys and you have a hot dog. You're going to be, you might enjoy it. It might be good. But you're going to be left without having the full experience of having Five Guys. And it's the same thing about sex before marriage. You're going to have sex. And you might enjoy it. It might be good. And it might be tasty. But you're not having the full experience that you could be having. If you hold off, go without sex for a period of time, fall in love with someone, marry them, build up that anticipation of, man, I'm about to blow this back out. Do you have any idea? I'm about to get a little crude now. Do you have any idea how well I will perform when I get married if I haven't had sex for the past two or three or five or seven or 12 years? You have any idea how good I'm going to be at this thing? Oh, my God. I've been waiting for this moment for how long? I'm about to blow. Yo, I'm about to. Yo, listen. (laughs) Anyway, so it's like you won't have the full experience. You won't have the true essence of what it's designed to be like. And that's one of the reasons we're encouraging wait right now. Just wait. And so here are a couple of other reasons that sex before marriage is something that you should wait for. And one of the reasons is you are you could possibly be damaging the destiny of your future marriage because you don't know if the person that you're supposed to marry is going to want to be around somebody who's been having sex with other people or having kids. We didn't even talk about kids. Oh, my God. That is a huge repercussion of having sex before you get married. You end up with these things that follow you for the next 18 years and you can love them and they're wonderful and they're sweet and they're beautiful and they're cute. And I don't know where I would be without my children. Yes, you do. You liar. (laughs) You do know where you would be if you didn't have those kids out of wedlock. You do know where you would be. And if you don't know where you would be even better because the world is limitless. (laughs) 
So you have to look at all of those aspects. And I'm not, listen, listen, I don't hate children. I don't particularly like them, but I don't hate them, okay? I have two of them. So I love children, but I they're not the most fun thing to have all the time. And I like for people to admit that and to understand that. And so that is an aspect of having sex before marriage is you end up with these two little things that follow you for the rest of their lives that have to be fed and clothed and you have to pay attention to them and listen to them talk about SpongeBob when you could care less about SpongeBob. Okay, I'm getting into something different. Um, (laughs) Different show. (laughs) You're going to do a show complaining about being a parent for an hour? Basically. All right. And so not only do you risk having children out of wedlock, but the having of the children out of wedlock, the having children before you're married brings the children into a broken home environment, which means that's detrimental to them. You have the broken home environment, which is possibly, as Mike stated before the show when we were talking about this topic, the reason everything that is wrong with our society right now can be taken back to the fact that people had sex before they got married and these children were brought up without a mother around or without a father around. So either because it's either going to be sex before marriage or divorce. Those are the two things that tear apart our society right right now. And you, by having sex before you get married and having children before you get married and me, I won't even just say you because I actually did it. So me, by having sex before I get married, and having children before I got married have contributed to the breaking down of the environment of a structural society here in America. Because I know I have to deal with it all the time. I have to deal with it with my daughter who doesn't get to see her mother like she should. So she she's never, listen, we got my little girl when she was like four or five. We got her one of those baby alives, you know, the ones that drink the milk and you have to change the diaper and all that kind of stuff. That was the most neglected child on the face of the universe. The child never got fed. It never got changed. It was never, there was no put her in the stroller and walk her around. She just sat in the corner and once a week, maybe once every two weeks, she would play a game and then that would be, she'd get stuffed back in the corner. But why? Because Maya has zero nurturer in her. Why? Because she was raised by her father. So there's no nurturing, you know. It's all daddy stuff. So she loves football and basketball. She wants to run and play and, and pick up sticks and climb trees and all this other kind of stuff. And baby dolls she could care less about. But that part of her environment, she didn't get. She didn't get the nurturer. She didn't get the love, the affection, all those things that every little girl needs in order to grow up. So now, once I recognize that, I had to go double time and 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 reinvent the wheel basically. But if you just wait, you don't have to do all of that stuff. Right, Mike? All you gotta do is wait. I I agree. You're you're exactly right. And well, you you bring up a good point that I think it's really important to have a mother and a father. Oh in man, the home. it's so important. And it's interesting because you talked about the two reasons are divorce and sex before marriage. Yeah. And I think a lot of people thought because divorce rates were so high that one of the reasons divorce rates were so high was they weren't really waiting to have sex. So they yeah. thought the solution was to have sex before marriage, Mm-mm. and that just made everything worse. It did, because one of the reasons the divorce rates is so high, I would say, is because you're having sex before you get married. That, I think that's, that's one of the reasons. That act, Yeah, I bet a lot of people who are divorced, they had sex before they were married, they had a kid, and they had to get married because they had a kid. Or they caught the feelings. 
Oh, they oh, caught the yeah, feelings. They were back to the feelings. Yeah, You're right. they caught the feelings. They're now somebody that they're emotionally invested with, but they really don't really like them. But they don't understand why they can't get away from them. You know what I mean? They've got the soul tie aspect in there, and they end up getting married. And they get married and realize I don't really like you. You're not as cool as I thought you could be one day, and they get divorced. Yeah, that's true. So. And there's there's other stuff too, guys. I mean, there's depression. Um, there's your no. There's the whole spiritual aspect of it. We haven't even really well, talked heard, about that at well, all. That's true. I heard <laughs> I heard a pastor once say, "You have to do something with you know you you have to do something with your wife. You have to live with her for the other what is it um, twenty three hours and <laughs> yeah." 50 minutes of the day <laughs> basically <laughs> exactly there's still 23 hours and 50 minutes yep that you're not going to be having sex with her you're absolutely right so yeah you might want to have a relationship yeah and have something deeper that sex um is just an addition personifies. to yeah something that that sex is a added benefit we've made sex the goal Instead of the benefit, you know what I mean. Sex has. Oh, that is a great point. Yeah, sex has become the job instead of the you know week vacation. Sex is supposed to be the week vacation, not supposed to be the job. Marriage is supposed to be the job. That's the thing we're supposed to be striving for, going after, trying to have. People put marriages in this box like they're just these terrible, horrible things. And granted, they can be if you don't do them properly. But probably because you had sex before you got married. That's one of the reasons. But marriage is there was a time where marriage was something that people wanted to have now we don't want to have marriages we want to have a woman we want to have a husband we don't necessarily want to have the marriage we want to have all of the things that come along with the marriage but not the marriage itself because the marriage as you know you know the marriage is about commitment and sacrifice and unconditional love and all of these other aspects that you have to have in order to have a marriage We'll just wipe all those things that require work out of the way, and we'll just take all the benefits of the marriage. So, so to backtrack a little bit, where we're at, all the negative parts of having sex before marriage. Yes. We have the pus-filled vaginas. Pus-filled vaginas. We have the crying. Penises with bumps on them. Penises with bumps on them. Yes. We have the crying babies. Oh, yes. The little things that follow you around for 18 years. <laughs> yes. Well, nowadays it's like. 25 years 25 yeah, years basically um and then we have the feelings catching the, the feelings the feelings are a big one then we have getting married to the person you shouldn't have because yep. you had sex mm-hmm. absolutely which leads to divorce that's right which leads to split homes mm-hmm. and split families which leads to a broken society a broken society because people aren't raised with fathers and mothers that's right get any Inner so, city in this country, and yeah. you see that mm-hmm. is prevalent. Now we haven't even talked about the spiritual aspect, right? Because there's also spirituality in this. You know what I mean? There's also the fact that, regardless of all of this secular stuff, all of these secular reasons not to have sex, one big reason not to have sex is because you're disobeying God, because God has commanded us not to have sex before we get married. Right. That's kind of end of the conversation. You know, that's kind of like the end. And it got it. And any kind of sin, especially yeah. if you don't think it's a sin, you're ruining your relationship with your yes. creator. Absolutely. You you have to be. 
Absolutely. And you're not having the full relationship you can have because you have this one thing that you don't want to admit is wrong. Yep. Even though God is saying, yeah, that's wrong. Yeah. And you don't want to admit it because you feel like it it brings you pleasure and you want to hang on to the pleasure, but you don't understand what you could have if you would let it go. Oh, Jesus. I didn't want to hear that. You don't understand what you could have with Christ if you let it go. Right. Because that relationship could grow to such a magnificent level that you don't even miss the sex. You know what I mean? Like you can remember it and not miss it. You know what I mean? And so it can grow to such a level that you don't even miss the sex. You 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 are fully engulfed in enjoying this relationship with our Heavenly Father. And that is a way bigger benefit than catching a nut. You know what I mean? I mean, an orgasm lasts what? I don't know. Well, it's like what the Bible says about a seconds. lot of things. You know, the stuff in this world will pass away, but God is forever. Yeah. And you would want that relationship with him forever. But I also think having that relationship with God, we keep bouncing between not having sex before marriage and problems with marriages, I guess. Yeah. But um, in terms of relationships, I think a relationship can't be as fulfilling if God's not in the picture. Oh, I, I agree completely. Because if you're looking at your partner for total satisfaction, they will oh, fail you. Oh, you're so going to be disappointed. <laughs> they will fail you, you every so time. Every single time. And you'll fail them. All the time. Because All the time. you're imperfect beings. Yeah, you don't have the capability of providing that. And so when you go into this thing without the infusion of Christ, without some level of God inside of it. It's, it's I don't want to say doomed to failure, but it's kind of doomed to failure, which doesn't mean you're going to get divorced. just means you're not going to have the marriage you could have. That's a failure as well. Well, that's true. Because a marriage really is, a re- you know, it's a reflection of our relationship with God, the church's exactly. relationship with God, what mm-hmm. it's supposed to be. It's supposed to live forever. And we've totally... Got well, rid of that. I mean, if you look around America, is the marriage in America not a reflection of our relationship with God? <laughs> that It's a perfect reflection yeah, of our relationship with God. It really is. You know? And it, you know, we're getting to a point in this society where we don't even want to get married. No. Oh, no. And that's what I'm saying. People are treating marriage like it's this terrible, horrible, awful thing. You know, and they want all of the things that come with marriage, but they don't want the marriage. I I don't want to be married, but I do want a husband. Gets rid of the commitment. Yeah, I do want a husband, but I don't want a marriage. I do want sex, but I don't want a marriage. I do want someone to take care of me, provide for me, nurture me, love me, you know, stroke my hair, blah, 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 blah. But I don't want, I don't want to have to be accountable for it, you know. I don't want to have to be accountable to do the exact same thing for them. And one of the problems is, and this is another effect of sex before marriage, is that when you're having sex before marriage, you're doing it to satisfy yourself and not to, yep. not as a benefit of the other person, you know? And when you're in a marriage, the job is- the benefit is, of the relationship. Or the relationship, yeah. And when you're in a marriage, the job of, of you in the marriage is to look out for the two of you first, the other person first. And you can't do that when you're having sex before marriage because you're just trying to get your cut, get your cut on, you know? And that's that's our show for today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's a hard argument to make because our society 
is constantly fighting us yeah. on this argument. Well, it's like you said, you were watching what, ABC Family? And you saw what? I was what? watching a sitcom on ABC Family. Yes. And Not ABC Lusty. Yeah, no. Yeah. And their high school students in that show started having sex, and it was seen as funny, it was seen as okay, it was seen as natural. It's crazy, man. And that's where we've got not only is sex before marriage okay, but sex before you graduate high school. Yep is okay yeah and needed yeah and that to me is unbelievable and encouraged you know i and like i said and i they just, don't understand they're destroying society <laughs> along with this like i said listen I, I you everybody who listens to this show if you listen to this show you know me okay so i got a million flaws i got a thousand things that i do wrong on a regular basis probably like 15 of them during this show okay and i i've told you guys before i was a huge hoe I was a huge hoe. I'm not as big as a hoe anymore, but I was a huge hoe back in the day. And sex before marriage, listen, I can't condemn you for doing it because I've done it. I can't condemn you for, you know, satisfying those urges. It is still wrong, but I'm not going to sit here and point fingers at you. But if you're going to do it, at least act like you know it's wrong. You know what I mean? At least... At least ask for forgiveness. Yeah, Yeah, at least ask for forgiveness. At least try to walk the other direction. Don't just keep doing it and acting like it's no big deal and there's no problem with it. You're a Christian, damn it. Act like you know what Christ wants out of your life. And if you don't know what Christ wants out of your life, there's a book that has about 670,000 words in it that will completely lay it out for you, I promise. Moment of clarity, Stefan G. Catch you guys next time.